Hey, everyone. The uh, podcast will be uh, coming your way in a moment, but I just wanted to let you know some exciting news that there are now several ways to listen to this utter nonsense that we do every week. Um, you don't just have to go to Awards Radar, though. Please go to Awards Radar. You can go to almost anywhere that you get your um, audio fix in. So, Miles, you're a noted podcast junkie. Where else can we uh, can you get your hit? That's right, Joey. Awards Radar podcast is now available on iTunes, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. So you can listen to us wherever you want, however you want. Now remember, the first taste is free. And as a bonus, there's an incentive to uh, be listening on iTunes and Spotify and such. Tell them about it, Ryan. Well, if you go over to iTunes and you can rate Awards Radar five stars, five stars are the best way to do it. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of four and three when you know you love it and you want to give it five? Then we, you know, we might give you a shout out on the show, read your review. Uh, might be some little incentive or perk that we have laying around here in this house. You know, maybe Joey will go over there and and uh, make you dinner. You know, who knows? And I mean, there's a there's a ton of things that that could happen when you just go and review us on iTunes. Steve will wash your car, right, Steve? I'll wash your car with Andy Sandberg. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. As always, I'm Joey, and I'm uh, horribly disappointed in most of the conversation we've been having off air, but that goes without saying. As always, joined by Miles. Say hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. Uh, Steve. Hello. And Ryan's back. Hola. That's not the accent Ryan was doing off air, and it's better <laughs> that you don't know what it was, though something tells me we're going to hear it before the end of this podcast. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Joey. I, if no one knows what you're ta- I'm talking about, then we've succeeded. But I feel like that will not be the case. All right. We have a couple of things to talk about today. We have some, some new movies that uh, would like to be Oscar contenders that I've seen, and uh, one or two still to come. So... Some, some new developments, as opposed to nude developments. That's uh, that's a different podcast, probably a much more popular one, frankly. But we uh, we can get started with a Filmahawk face-off. And thank you, Ryan, as always, Ryan McDermott. You're welcome. For... You're wel- you're welcome. Oh wait, oh well, I'm sorry. It's that <laughs> cutting edge humor that we have here at Awards Radar. Uh, first one: mm-hmm. an education or Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Hmm. An education. Miles? Uh, it's neck and neck for me. I love them both. I might lean Pride and Prejudice because I think it's funnier. Is it better or worse when you add zombies to the equation? Worse. Oh. Which is weird because you would think you, zombies, improvement. You would think, but you know what? I don't like lazy zombies. I don't like half-heartedly putting zombies in there and then calling mm. it a day. And that's what that movie was. How would- how would you feel about zombies in an education? Depends who's the zombie. I could see that working. If Peter Emma, Sarsgaard uh, is the zombie, I can see that working. Carrie Emma Thompson's the zombie. No. There we go. <laughs> yeah, she's I was dead. trying to think of the most disposable character. Yeah. Yeah. Roseman right. Pike. Roseman yeah. Pike, yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. I'd go with an education. I saw it because I recognized her as the girl from the, uh, the Blink episode of Doctor Who. So that's what initially uh, drew my attention, and it was a good film. Nerd alert. Hey, who said that? <laughs> Some, I don't know. 
probably Andy Samberg. So I think you're going to have to take it. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'm on education as well. Pride and Prejudice is good, though. But in, in education is yeah, Pride and Prejudice is all right. It's not that great. It's good. It's fine. Um, and education is it, great. It's one of those movies yeah. I like more than I probably would because I saw it with zero expectations of it, enjoying it. So... Yeah, I get that. Oh, I was just, I was, I was just falling asleep through it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. a good, it's like the ambient of Jane Austen movies. Mm. So. I, I call that Ammonite. Oh, God, <laughs> moving right along. Well, that's so not I, a Jane Austen movie. I know, though. but it desperately <laughs> wants to be. No, that's true. Uh, Drive or Shame, my number one and number two movies of that year. Oh shit! That is. Oh, that's tough. Well, it's easy for Actually, me. No. I haven't seen Shame yet, so. It's one of my uh, blind spots, so I'm going drive. I think shame on I think that's family movie night for you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody, just come around the fire. We're gonna watch shame. Some popcorn for the kiddos. Oh. They'll love it. Oh, something's popping up in that movie. I'll tell you that. Why do you like shame? I haven't, I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it. Well, what, what is it about shame? Um, for me, no, I, I thought it was phenomenal. For for Miles, it's the Fastbender's huge hog. I'm sure. Um, well, that's the only reason to see it. That's the, <laughs> no, it's the first um, reason to see it, not the only reason. <laughs> go ahead, you can you can go yeah. first. I'll... Yeah, uh, I'll I'll I, I love them both, but I'm definitely going to go drive. I think that's the one I come back to more often. It's created so many iconic moments. But I will say, because I can tell the common thread here is Carrie Mulligan. I will say, mm. I think between the two movies, she perhaps gives the better performance in Shame. She does, yes. Yeah. But overall, I'd say Drive is a better movie. God damn it. This is so hard. I haven't seen Drive in a long time um, since the theater back in 2011. So um, and it's one I've been sort of desperate. It's it's because Refn has sort of soured in my mind since then. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But uh, but I remember watching the movie and falling absolutely in love with it. But I think I would go shame because of Fassbender's performance it's its best of his career um mcqueen's that i mean like the long shot of just like fastbender on the run is great but then yeah mulligan's got the better performance in shame and so yes, if i'm yeah. going by the thread here um thank you ryan for this thread of great performances um then i'm gonna go with um shame yeah overall. steve is gonna be on drive by default but yes i i'm on drive because it was my number one shame was my number two they're both phenomenal um drive is is just Everything I wanted in a movie at that moment, it was just perfect. Um, and I, I, the residual um, effect of that did make me like um, Only God Forgives, though, as a general rule, I'm not a huge Refn fan. Uh, shame is, I, I agree with what you guys said. Um, Fastbender's amazing. It's his best performance. Carrie Mulligan's phenomenal. Um, she was snubbed in Best Supporting Actress for that performance. Her scene where she uh, sings is absolutely amazing and moving. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's the version of that story that I want. It's not, it doesn't pull any punches. It's not um, doing anything for the sake of shock value. And it doesn't really go in any uh, particular cliche directions, which is very easy to do. You know, story of a sex addict is very easy to, to, go in any number of directions that would be less than satisfying. And it's not a movie trying to satisfy you, but I don't know. It's just the vibe that it presents is perfect for the story it's trying to tell. So um, that's why I like it quite a bit. So Steve, watch it and report back. 
Mm. Where uh, in a complete 180 of quality, Wall Street Money Never Sleeps or The Great Gatsby. Oh, God. Oh, this is easy. Great Gatsby. Super easy. Um, Wall Street Money Never Sleeps is terrible. That's a terrible movie. They're both not good. No, no, at least you get like Leo and her in the film together and it's got really good set design. The score, obviously, with like Jay-Z and the Lana Del Rey stuff. I mean, like there's a lot to admire about The Great Gatsby and go back to. You know, besides the god awful performance from Tobey Maguire, but if you really watch Money Never Sleeps, it's just a bad movie, and she's wasted in that movie. Miles, uh, I, I mean, they're both bad movies. I don't have much to oh, recommend yes. about either of them. I think maybe Gatsby gets the edge on the strength of Leo's performance and Joel Edgerton's performance. But oh yeah, Edgerton. Oh, and and uh, what's her face? Uh, Debicki. Debicki. Yeah, the f- probably first yeah. thing I ever saw her in. Yeah, they're all good in it, but yeah. it's not yeah. the kind of movie where a good performance can save it. It's just so style over substance, and I find these. But you the remember ah, barely. You remember? I haven't thought you, about. You it. remember more there than you do in Money Never Sleeps, well, right? Which is why it gets my vote. But like, yeah. we're talking yeah. per- like minor percentages of awful and awful here. Hey, I'll take it, Steve. I'd, I'd go Gatsby. the uh, The art direction, the costumes, right. and, and the cast alone are worthy. If you had the sound off and had it playing in the background, it looks like a good movie. Huh. <laughs> what a I love great that. I love when people. Compliment. I love. I love when people do that test, Steve. You know, when you shut everything off and I don't have to hear the bullshit on screen. Listen, it's I, one of the best I, films. Of the- <laughs> I I love Les Mis when the TV's off and the sound, you know, and you can't see it or hear it or watch it. Suddenly, it's a much better movie. Um, I'm gonna go Wall Street just because they're both equally bad, and uh, I don't want a bad movie to get a Queen's sweep. So there we go, and we can move on very quickly because. Nobody should talk this long about Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. Uh, finally, mm-hmm. Wildlife or Mudbound? Oh. oh. Did Ryan just climax? <laughs> no, I'm just like. We've meached. Those are, that's so tough because. Mudbound. Peak, yeah, those are, those are both so. I mean, they're so good. I mean, they, I just. Uh, it's tough because yeah words are tough on a podcast uh yeah i think i would go i'm gonna do a sort of a miles thing here sorry miles <laughs> cheers that should she, i should i alert her Kevin's better perform her her better <laughs> well i don't know about that um that's his own, that's what he does in his private life his own business um uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, okay um but uh I don't like this joke no i think right now <laughs> I mean, you know, you are a usual suspect in his life. Um, anyway, you are his American beauty. All right. Um, but... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> She's her better performance is in wildlife, but the better movie for me is Mudbound. So I think I'm going to go with Mudbound, though. She is criminally underrated in Mudbound and just how she fits in that ensemble is great. So. Miles, get out of your rose-covered uh, bathtub and tell us which one you prefer. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, both are great movies that I'll confess I haven't thought much about since seeing. Uh, I think I'll mm-hmm. uh, edge out uh, wildlife on the strength of the performances just across the board. Steve? Uh, I'd go wildlife. I think her performance there is really layered. And, and uh, what I think it was one of the best performances she's done. Um, as for the film, I don't mm-hmm. think it's for everybody. I think Mudbound would probably, probably be reach, it would reach more of an audience. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, wildlife. Yeah, uh, she's better in wildlife. I prefer wildlife. My bounds good. Wildlife is great. Um, can't go wrong either way. They're both. Um, I would pick both over the last one, obviously. So, not a uh, not a bad one. So I'm I'm certainly very. If we're gonna, there. if if everyone out there really is in a Carrie Mulligan fix, please go watch Never Let Me Go. Right. It's one of yes. most mm. criminally underrated performances she's ever given. I absolutely love her in that. So um, I know that wasn't mentioned on on Ryan's you know I mean, matchups here, but we could have cu- we could have kept fantastic. going. Suffragette or never let me go. Never let me go. There we go. We did it. Never let me um, go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. His uh, his subsequent question is uh, who was slash would have been on your nomination ballot this year for the Critics Choice Super Awards Best Villain category. And full disclosure. Um, I was on the nominating committee for this awards show um, for certain categories. Not this one, though, so I can participate. But uh, as we're recording who this, the, the... Who were the nominees? I'll get there. Can I, can oh, I finish okay. my spiel? Um, <laughs> he's such an eager beaver. Um, the uh, as, you're, as you're listening to this, we're recording this on Sunday. The Critics' Choice Super Awards are tonight. So when you're listening to this, they will have already happened. The uh, They are basically... The genre awards uh, that my organization has uh, has deemed fit to debut when most genre awards have not, uh, you know, come, most genre films have not come out. But we press on. <laughs> but knowing knowing that they have to please me, Kevin Smith is hosting the show. So you know, they uh, they hooked the brother up. The uh, villain category. Let me find it for you guys. Actually, you know what? Let's just go through the categories since we're not going to talk about it next week. Here. Um, this is not what Ryan asked for, but it's what he's getting. <laughs> and you're going to like it. Best action. Mo- and and if it helps, I voted several weeks ago, so I do not remember what I voted for. Uh, best action movie. Uh, and you guys can just tell me your picks. Uh, Bad Boys for Life. Five Bloods. Extraction. Greyhound. The Hunt. Mulan. The Outpost and Tenet. Tenet. Uh, Easy. Miles. Yeah, Tenet, but not very enthusiastically. Steve? Tenet and very enthusiastically. How about that? The Five Blood. Balance Miles. I believe I voted for The Outpost, but I don't remember. Actor in an action movie. Tom Hanks, Greyhound. Chris Hemsworth, Extraction. Caleb Landry Jones, The Outpost. Delroy Lindo to Five Bloods, Will Smith, Bad Boys for Life, John David Washington, Tenet. Delroy. Delroy. Tom Hanks. I don't remember if I voted for Delroy or Caleb, but one of those two. Actress in a horror mo- actress in an action movie, I'm sorry. Betty Gilpin, The Hunt, Yiffy Lou, Mulan, Blake Lively, The Rhythm Section, Eliza Schlesinger, Spencer Confidential, and Hillary Swank, The Hunt. Not a, 
not a red letter year for women in action. Someone's winning an Oscar out of that out of that lineup. I'll tell you that. Um, might want to move them in our predictions, Joe. Uh, yeah. After they win this, move anyone um, into the top twenty. <laughs> yeah, I think no. I think like you could put whoever wins this securely in the number one spot. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Betty Gilpin for the hunt, even though it's a terrible movie. I'm surprised nobody from Birds of Prey is listed here. Yeah, like Margot Robbie. Yeah, like um, be clear. Over yeah, I, I that superhero. I uh, I, be, I Birds Birds of Prey shows up in this. Um, it's not eligible for action. It was not uh, put into superhero. Oh, does category. superhero have its own? Well, why? Yeah, there, there were like was two superhero movies this year. <laughs> oh, just wait until we get to superheroes. That's we'll get gosh. there. God, these awards. Oh, um, so, oh, here, so here, so some small peek behind the curtain. We, as you debated over, because I believe I, I, I did the categories for action that. movie, um, for horror movie, and for sci-fi fantasy. So there was questions about what's eligible where. So like, a film had to be placed in one category. So like, Tenet is not in sci-fi; it's in action. Mm. You know, so sure. There's, there's. Mm, you know. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't say that that's a sci-fi film. I would say that it, that's. It's, an action. It's I mean, action there's, there's with sci-fi elements, but at least yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. But well, you'll like, see as we as we keep going. But yeah, so that's that's where that came from. We'll, I, I, we'll see these arbitrary rules, and yeah. what me, Miles, and Steve will be the real judge. Yeah, you know this, I mean? this is the so. only vote that counts. I mean, in a yeah, in a more counts. real way, I was a voter, so I'm probably more of a judge. But you know. We'll see. Um, you know, right, so, minority, yeah, ma- majority rules. Majority rules. I mean, that is how voting works, usually. Yeah, um, usually. Miles, who's winning? Uh, I mean, I'm not excited about any of them. I'll actually say Blake Lively. The rhythm section wasn't great, but it's not as bad as people say. Oh, it's, I, 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 oh. it's not a great movie. She's pretty good in it. I fully believe that I, she's only there because I put her high on the list because there was one or two other contenders that I was like, no. We, we, we just we have to do this. Um, God, all right, God, that's one of the worst movies of the year. It was very oh. disappointing, yes. All right. What first thing I notice here is uh, that I'm surprised by is Eliza Schlesinger, the last comic standing winner, is in an action movie. Has has anyone seen that? Um, she is she is in Spencer Confidential. She does not have an action scene. She is somewhat comic relief and and Mark Wahlberg's oh, okay. girlfriend, and they have so it's not necessarily vaguely... action actress. It's just person who's in the movie. Okay, <laughs> that um, makes more sense. That was that was another example where I think I included her in my five because I was like, I don't know, this is better than the one or two other options. I remember being god awful. So I was like, at least I don't know. Their sex scene was kind of unique where they break a bathroom. That is action, I guess. Well, she doesn't doesn't get my vote. My vote goes to the next Karate Kid, Miss Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she could still Timely. do it. Yeah, I, uh, could, I believe yeah. I believe I voted for Gilpin, which I think is probably the only like good, full on good performance in this lineup. She has to. She has to. Swank has to make an appearance on Cobra Kai, right? Like, oh, please! I mean, like, that would, that that would, would break the, the internet, right? All right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Here, the only good category I think you'll say. I, I'm fine with these awards because, you know, I'm a company man. But uh, this one, this is the only one that uh, is, like, full-on great. And part of it is because they moved it from the main show. Best animated movie. Onward. Over the Moon. A Show on the Sheep movie. Farmageddon. Soul. The Willoughby's. Wolfwalkers. They took this away from the main show? They did. Wow. 
What the like, hell? They need. I think they needed a like prime, you know, category to throw. So, oh god, this is once again. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. This is once again my biggest critique about the industry is that they don't respect animated features I nearly enough. No, I think they. And this is such. I think they do, and they're using it to lift up the super. Yeah, but I you shouldn't have to live up this award both. by taking that away. I mean, this yeah. is it's it's a little bit of a backhanded sort of compliment um, to do an award because people don't know that. That's the thing, right, Joe? People don't know that 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 award is taken away from the real, real critics' yeah. choice and it's putting in this tonight. I mean, so, it's, you know, my guess is uh, when they do the awards uh, awards uh, show this year. It'll be among the things that they do uh, also announced as winners, you know, when they do cinematography and, and all those things, they'll probably just relist animated. Yeah. I mean, they should, even. but um, Wolfwalkers, not even close. Miles? Uh, I'm going to say Soul. Steve? I'm going to go Wolfwalkers, and I want to say one thing about one uh, of the nominees. Uh, Shaun the Sheep movie, the first one, Shaun the Sheep is great. Farmageddon was terrible. Has anyone watch that? Not yet. I, mean, <laughs> I, I have not. Good. Oh, I didn't like it. At I haven't all. seen it. There's, there's an no, my, there's an alien involved. I like the involved. first one quite a bit. Oh, I did. I love the oh, first, first one. one's great. My wife fell in love with that with Shang Chi. Well, that's a shame. I Ooh. do not remember what I voted for because I like Onward and Soul basically equally. I feel like I voted for Soul because I prefer it to the to the to Wolfwalkers, but. Probably gun to my head. My favorite is Onward, but I don't think I felt like wasting. My I like favorite. Onward. Yeah, I like Onward more than Soul. Just I like them equally. They're both very good, if not like masterpieces. No, uh, voice actor Onward, and an animated. Good. Go. What are you saying? Onward's good. Soul's not. So. Uh, uh, voice actor and animated movie. Jamie Fox Soul. I, I mean, I, he might become your Andy Samberg. Uh, Will Forte, The Willoughby's. Tom Holland, Onward. John Krasinski, Animal Crackers, whatever that is. Chris Pratt, Onward, and Sam Rockwell, the one and only Ivan. Oof. Tom Holland, I guess. Miles? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Steve? I think I voted for Sam Rockwell. Have you seen I'm, that movie? Yeah, it's not okay. great. But uh, the voice work I know you see good. everything. Joe, I know you see everything, but even I'm like with some of these animated films, I'm like, it's also uh, not an animated exist? film. It's also not yeah. an animated film. It's <laughs> yeah. a it's a like motion capture thing. Oh, um, okay. Like a scanner darkly sort of thing? No, no. It's it's Brian jo- uh, it's, talks to it's real people and real oh, animals. Oh, it's animals one of those talk. dumb yeah, things. It's, it's like it's a Doctor Doolittle sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, or not like, like a, a Doolittle, but a Doctor Doolittle with Eddie Murphy sort of thing. Uh, okay. Either or. <laughs> Eliza Slashinger. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, either or, I guess, but like one's better. It was fair. I don't remember. I mean, <laughs> Angelina, Jolie, this Angelina Jolie is in, is one of the voice actors in that movie. It has everyone. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah. Vo- voice actress in an animated movie where she, uh, spoiler alert, was not nominated. Tina Fey, Soul. No. Arner Nefsi for Wolfwalkers. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. So forgive me, Arner. Uh, Maya Rudolph, The Willoughbys. Philippa Sue, Over the Moon, Octavia Spencer, Onward, Eva Whitaker, Wolfwalkers. Eva Whitaker for Wolfwalkers. Which was she? Oh, gosh. Now you're going to make me look things up. 
fans of the movie who don't know who's who. I got gotcha. you. Well, you guys do I that. I barely Miles. remember my daughter's name. Um, I still haven't seen Wolfwalkers. I know I need to get on that. Um, so for now, I'm going to say Tina Fey. All right. Uh, I voted for Octavia Spencer. I enjoy the uh, the creature and onward. I forget what what it was. Uh, What's the name of the creature? The ma- Manticore or something like that. The Manticore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manticore running the Hon- business. Honor Kinsley played the little girl, and Ava Whittaker played McTeer or hmm. Marb Og McTeer. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna go honor and uh, honor Leafs. <laughs> yeah, he's All like, right. I don't remember any of these characters, but I'm still voting. I got you. But, but I still, I All still right. remember. But I, yeah, the little girl. Best superhero movie. Brace yourselves, folks. Oh, is it's it's not. Are there just two good. contenders, or how do they do this? No, no. So they so superhero categories also include comic book and video game inspired movies. Oh no! Uh, oh, here man. are the nominees. So 1917's a part of this. So um, monster certain... hunters in here, or what are we talking? About? <laughs> so I don't believe that was submitted. Okay. Um, so studios had the opportunity to submit screeners for us, or you were basically going off of what you could see. Um, oddly, and uh, this is buried enough in the podcast, I don't think anyone will find out and get mad. Uh, Warner Brothers did not submit screeners for Tenant, so the only people who voted for Tenant were ones who had seen it in theaters. Mm-hmm. So make of that what you will in the action category. Best superhero hey, movie. Made it in. Yeah. Um, best superhero movie. Birds of Prey. The Old Guard. So, so far you're thinking like, all right, we're, we're, okay. we're fine. Right? Okay, we're doing okay. Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Fuck off. <laughs> this is a what? movie? Uh, it's, it's on Disney Plus, apparently. What? Wait, 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 wait. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I, uh, and I, Superman, I, Man of Tomorrow, the like animated Warner Brothers thing. Wait, so you didn't even wait for Wonder Woman? Uh, the, the, the nominations were announced in like September. Why? Okay. What? There was no oh, idea that Wonder wait, Woman was coming out. Joe, it, wait, Joe, if the, this, this is the legitimacy problem of doing something like this, is you literally did not have probably the thing that would win this category for the most part. The year Probably wasn't over. The, movie's bad. the year is not over in September. So this Listen. idea of like having, I mean, oh, this is frustrating. It's Birds of Prey is the winner of this for me. The, 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 uh, the nominations were announced three months ago. So, so lazy. So, I, dumb. so dumb. This is so bad. On, oh my God. Um, Wait, hold on. November the, the, something. the nominees were announced three months ago, and they're just now getting to the winners. That's a pretty slow turnaround. Exactly. Time. Well, this is this right. is this is this is when the Critics Choice Awards would normally have been held. I believe they're tallying yes. the votes in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, they we need so, to do a so here. Good so, job. Stop, <laughs> Good job, Steve. Stop, <laughs> stop mocking the thing that helps make the website run. Xnay on the uh, okay on the mocking a. Eh? Um, right. here. So my best understanding of it is I'm pretty sure. So this time last year I was in LA for the critics choice Awards, So I believe this is probably the weekend that they were planning on having the show. So still have content, still have an agreement with CW to broadcast and all that nonsense. And, uh, I think they were always planning on having a like in between like genre awards thing when in a normal year, yeah, everything that's genre would have probably come out by then. So this is like a test run. So. Well, I mean, not in a normal year because Dune would still have been out in December. Dune wouldn't have been a superhero movie, though. No, but it would have been in other categories. 
It would have been an action, maybe. Yeah. Or well, not sci-fi. Maybe? And only if, and again, sci-fi? sci-fi, whatever. And then all, and then it comes back to uh, whether or not people see it and stuff like that. Because you got to remember, Critics' Choice or a Star or a Star Wars or Star Wars movies. If Star Wars is well, yeah, out yeah, at like that time, it, stuff in, like that. In, 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 mm-hmm. di- in different years, it will be a better award. So mm-hmm. that's that's my. That's it feels my it feels the, more like a let's reward movies from the summer, and then the real Critics' Choice is let's record you know movies for the winter. Does that kind of make some sense? Degree. Yeah. It's a, I'm not, it's a I'm not hating on it. Just sort of no, own up to it a little bit. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to do this year. Yeah. I, in general, I'm for it. Yeah. I well, mean, no, if I, critic- I have no idea. If, I have no idea when it was planned. But yeah. Um. Quickly, though. Um. Yeah. I don't know that Wonder Woman would have even gotten. Not oh, they it would have got oh, in. Trust me. Eh, over over I, that over animated superhero movie and fucking some of this nonsense. <laughs> no, no. Uh, okay. So I was so <laughs> fucking secret society of whatever. So here's yeah. the thing. So the way it works, again, nominating committee. So it's only, you know, six to 12 people who are, who are deciding, maybe 20 at most in that uh, in that group. So if you, if enough of them don't like it and not on the list, it's not getting in. Uh, all this to say the old guard would be my, was what I voted for. Yeah. Okay. And anyone want to make that? Well, I mean, I, I agree with Ryan that this category would be Wonder Woman's to lose if it had been considered. But since it's not, mm-hmm. I guess I got to go Birds of Prey. I don't know. Uh-huh. I still would. I still would say even if Wonder Woman's in there, which I think we get nominated, I still think Birds of Prey is the better film, and it would have won. Mm. So well, a lot of people love that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. That's what I vote for, but not if Wonder Woman's mm-hmm. present. Fair enough, uh, Steve. Oh, Miles. Yeah. Well, Miles likes Wonder Woman, so I can't help him. Yeah, I'll go to bat for Wonder yeah. Woman. I don't give a fuck. I wish I liked that movie more than you, Miles. Oh, I certainly wanted to love it. I wish. All right, get here. It, get it. Best actor in a superhero movie. Skylar Aston, Secret Society of Secondborn Royals. Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog. She would tell Edgy for the old guard. Oh my God. Ewan McGregor, Birds of Prey. Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that I think I voted for Chiwetel Ejiofor just because I was like, "This is whatever." Oh, that nomination's so bad because he's so bad in that movie. Um, I will take Ewan McGregor in Birds of Prey. He's doing a thing. I'll give him credit. He there. is doing a thing and having fun. Uh, um, same with Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, I will also go Ewan McGregor. I think he's one of the more memorable villains we've had from the connected DC movies so far. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he isn't a giant like laser from the sky with garbage involved. So yeah, that's an improvement. Yeah. Well, or Jesse Eisenberg, you know. Well, mm-hmm. Steve, you know, in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, and we we knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, he's way better than Juato, for sure. Hmm. I I was not Joe on the committee for this category. Joe, how did y'all nominate Chuatel but not Matthias Schoenarts for the No, I didn't do the superhero categories. That's, that's the- I was as surprised as everyone else when I saw the nominations. Uh, best actress in a superhero movie. Kiki Lane, the old guard. Peyton Elizabeth Lee, Secret Society of Second Born Royals. Margot Robbie, Birds of Prey. Journey Smollett, Birds of Prey. Charlize Theron, the old guard. I voted for Charlize. Uh, Margot Robbie, but shout out to Mary Elizabeth Winstead in Birds of Prey. She's really yeah. good in that movie. Uh, yeah. She would have been yeah, my vote is. if she was on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. She would have been yeah. mine, too. 
Miles? Uh, I'm going to say Margot Robbie as well. Steve? Mm. Here. Best horror movie. This is actually a pretty good category. Okay. Mm. Um, Taking your Freaky? Word. Yes. The Invisible Man. Relic. The okay. Rental. And Sputnik. Okay. That's a good category. Yeah, those are... That's that's a good category. Uh, my vote was for uh, Freaky. I haven't seen Freaky yet. So good. Um, and Relic's terrible. Um, but uh, I will go with The Invisible Man. Uh, Invisible Man was great, but Freaky is my favorite film of the year, so it has to be that. Oh, okay. Well, I need. Is, can I get that on VOD? Can I watch yeah, that there? It's available now. For, yeah. Is it like twenty dollars though? I think it's like ten. Okay. If it's 10, I can do it. 20 is a lot for a movie yeah. like that. See? Yeah. I mean, it's a good category. Um, I can see that act- winning. I can see it winning. I can't Invisible Man's going to win. Yeah. Invisible Man's going to win. Um, I'm almost sure. But Get it? Freaky, I, 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 can... I like Invisible Man. I even like Invisible Man a little more than Freaky. But I, I, I was just so, in, I so enjoyed Freaky that I was like, I, I yeah. need to give it a vote. And I needed to get it nominated. Yeah. yeah I think uh, it could reach over to the actual main show that they're doing. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I uh, I, I, I want to pretend I take credit for Freaky and the rental getting in. I, I sort of pushed for those. Uh, best actor in a horror movie. Soapy Dirisu, or however that name is pronounced, because I'm sure I messed it up. There are a lot of... Um, dashes and dots and things that are accents that I am not good at for his house. Excellent performance, though. Um, Peter Fyodorov, uh, Sputnik, also bad at Russian names, but also a good performance. Uh, Michael Huseman, The Other Lamb, Dan Stevens, The Rental, and uh, Vince Vaughn, Freaky. Uh, I voted for Vince Vaughn. I, I abstain from this category yeah. because I've seen none of these movies. All right. Uh, Vince Vaughn all the way. I'm going to follow suit and abstain. Yeah. It was interesting that the, uh, that the, uh, the category did go sort of separate from the picture, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is cool. A horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think they're, it's a, it's a very, so I'll, I'll say that it, when we were deliberating, horror movie actors and actresses there were not a ton you know there there's a lot of good horror movies a lot of the horror movies this year were were female centric which is great but yeah. made the the actor list a little harder um so they kind of cast a very wide net joe did you guys consider boy state for the best horror movie of the year no <laughs> sorry traditional had to, had to, had to, too i know i know but that's, yes. um, that's the most best actress thing we've seen in a horror movie. Haley Bennett Swallow. Oh. Angela Bettis, 12-Hour Shift. Elizabeth Moss, The Invisible Man. Catherine Newton, Freaky. Sheila Vand, The Rental. I voted for Catherine Newton. Go Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Moss gets it by a hair, but I do really love Catherine Newton and Freaky. But man, Haley Bennett in Swallow, if you guys have seen that, man, she's really I, I hate the movie, but she is good. It's a good movie. It's a terrible movie. All right. Great movie. 
other category that is good, and then we'll get to Ryan's actual category question because, you know, it's how we do things. Best science fiction slash fantasy movie. Love and Monsters. Palm Springs. <laughs> okay. It's, it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. Possessor. To, it's just weird to see it pop up. Yeah. Possessor. Synchronic. And the Vast of Night. It's not, a ba- it's not a bad category. It's not bad. It, it, it's not bad. It, it, it's not a bad category. I was very pissed because I really tried to get spontaneous in and it just missed by like mm. like one vote, maybe. It's Palm Springs by a mile. Yes, Palm Springs. Uh, out of those, I do have to say Palm Springs, although if I had seen Possessor yet, that might edge it out. We'll have to see. You, you'll like Possessor. Yeah. If you're a big Cronenberg fan, you'll like Possessor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Steve? I'm going to go and surprise the world with Palm Springs solely on the performance of Miss Kristen Milioti. She's, hey, she's hey Steve. Who is this? This is Andy. Andy who? Fuck you, that's who. <laughs> Andy Samberg, do you have a cold this week? No, it's, been, it's been a week. Trust out. <laughs> For all of us. Oh. Is this better? Hey, Steve. Yes, hello. Thank you for your vote. Oh, you're welcome. Also, you, you don't respond? <laughs> Andy, your voice Just, is cutting in and out. You, you're cutting in and out. <laughs> oh. a- Andy, get a, <laughs> Andy get, get a better line. Andy, get better Wi Fi. We lost Andy. Just like your performance, oh. it was choppy. Ooh. Oh Ooh. damn! What a low blow. Well, speaking of uh, best actor in a science fiction slash fantasy movie, oh here we Christopher go. Abbott, Christopher Abbott Possessor, mm-hmm. Jake Horowitz The Vast of Night, Anthony Mackie Synchronic, Andy Samberg Palm Springs, and J.K. Simmons Palm Springs. Oh wow! Great job mm-hmm. by putting in Simmons. Uh, Because he's so underrated in that movie. I'm actually going to go with, I'm not a big fan of Possessor, but Christopher Abbott is extraordinary in that film. And so I will go with Christopher Abbott. I still need to see Possessor. So for now, I'm going to say Andy Samberg. I think he's one of his best performances in that movie. Mm -hmm. No, he's great. I'm going to go J.K. Simmons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As did I. Best actress in a science fiction or fantasy movie. Ali Ioannidis, Synchronic, Catherine Langford, Spontaneous, Sierra McCormick, The Vest of Night, Kristen Milioti, Palm Springs, Andrea Riseborough, Possessor. I, I voted for Catherine Langford because I did some work to get her in. Christy Milani for Palm Springs. Uh, Kristen Milioti, she needs to be in more things. She's amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. the delightful. Give her Kristen a franchise. Milioti. Mm-hmm. Franchise case. And uh, and Ryan, your patience has been rewarded. We can now talk about best villain in a movie. Um, okay. He would have asked who we would have nominated instead. So here you go. Um, spoiler alert, it's not a good category. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Catherine Newton, Freaky. Martin Short okay. and Jane Krakowski, The Willoughbys. J.K. Simmons, Palm Springs. And Hillary Swank, The Hunt. 
And I'm mainly saying it's not a good category oh because J.K. Simmons is not a villain. Wait, so hold on. So Catherine Newton gets nominated over Vince Vaughn? I mean, I know she spends more time in the film as the killer, but that seemed like, shouldn't they share? Yeah. You would think. You would think. I mean, she Vince got Vaughn my vote. does an incredible Jason Voorhees performance in that movie. I agree. Wait, Ewan McGregor didn't get nominated for yeah, Birds of Prey? Yeah, that surprises me too. What the hell? So I think we have our answer. Uh, Vince Vaughn well, and Ewan McGregor. Or Kenneth Branagh for Tenet? Like, that just seems eh, like a layup right there. Mm. It seems like a layup right there for a nomination. Calm down. I mean, again, Miles. again, the significant portion of the voting body, myself included, did not see the film at the time because we don't go to theaters I mean, we, anymore. We all, we all know deep down inside that if this category, if these award nominations had allowed Wonder Woman to ha- be coming in, Pedro Pascal would be nominated. And it would be he the would best not have gotten Well, here's vote. the thing. He would not have gotten Regardless of how it would have bad. turned out, if he had been eligible, he would have been my vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Same. As, as with the category as it is now. Uh, what was the first one again? Jim Carrey. Yeah, maybe Jim Carrey. I don't know. <laughs> Jim Carrey or yeah, J.K. Big, Simmons. You're a big Dr. Robotnik fan. I'm not, but I used to be a fan of Jim Carrey in the 90s, and that's the closest we've gotten in the modern age. Fair enough. I will... Steve? Oh, oh Mom, or Ryan, go first. No, I'll let Steve go. I, th- I think J.K. Simmons is category fraud. I don't really see him as a villain. No, I don't either. I, I think it, it's weak. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. I, I, I love this performance out of all of these, but I, I, I'm going to go with Hilary Swank. Fair enough. All right. Uh, um, we're going to... We're gonna... Go ahead. Oh, I didn't get to... Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, I think J.K. Simmons, because that's the only one that makes sense. Fair enough. And now we're going to actually uh, go into a very different question and, you know, talk about awards that are perhaps a a bit different. Um, We have a question from LaFonda Sturm. If I mispronounced that, I'm sorry. She asked us to discuss the best actress race and the potential of three people of color being nominated. So we are going to do that. And uh, obviously the three people of color she's referring to are Viola Davis. And now uh, sort of late breaking into the scene, Zendaya and Andrew Day. So uh, at the time of this recording, I have not yet seen Malcolm Marie. I will have seen it by the time the podcast goes up. So that is uh, not helpful in the slightest. But she did get raves for Malcolm Marie. I've talked to a number of people who feel like she's uh, a threat to win, which I think is somewhat hyperbole. But mm-hmm. I think she's a definite threat to get nominated um, just on sort of where she is in her career alone. Um, the Academy does love their their young actresses, you know, of the right age, like um, my, my friend and also... Writer in the industry, Wilson Morales, formerly a black film, he uh, he likes to say they love their ingenues, and uh, that would be sort of very much in their wheelhouse. Plus, it's a two-hander, so the focus is all on her, if not on John David Washington. She has an Emmy under her belt. She is uh, in a popular franchise. Like, everything fits for uh, someone to be in contention. So there's absolutely no reason not to consider her a, a big threat, and she will be higher in my predictions when the uh, when the update comes. Andrew Day is uh, more of an X factor, and I'm going to talk about the United States versus Billy Holiday in a moment. So we're going to put a pin in that, but I will say she is very good in the movie. So remember that part. 
And then um, Viola Davis, who is uh, almost assuredly getting nominated, though I did mention, and we can talk about this for a second, to someone on Twitter when they uh, said something about she's a lock. Um, There are no locks, especially now, (laughs) and anyone can miss. And as unlikely as it is for Viola Davis to be snubbed, remember that Netflix is campaigning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven contenders for Best mm-hmm. Actress. And uh, to one degree or another, giving them proper attention. So as much as in a bubble, you would say Vanessa Kirby, Viola Davis, they're in, right? You would say that that's going to happen. The you, how What happens when there's a segment of the voting block that loves Sophia Loren? Or the uh, or the prom and Meryl Streep, or as much as I kind of dread it, the the small segment that will vote Hillbilly Elegy, you know. So they're taking votes away from from other people. And you got to remember also that um, there are voters in the Academy who still kind of look askance at Netflix. Less so this mm-hmm. year because they don't have a choice. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not voting for Netflix, you're not in the game really. But they could say, "I'm not voting." for five Netflix people in my ballot, you know, so they could say, I'm only voting for Vanessa Kirby, or I'm only voting for Viola Davis, or I'm only voting for Zendaya. And that's how they also, you know, spread out and go, you know, and, and pay attention to Carrie Mulligan or remember that they want to make sure Francis McDormand doesn't get snubbed or, you know, Sidney Flanagan, who, who, you know, if you the people who look at Viola Davis and say she's she's locked to win because she's doing so well with these honorable mentions and she you know Frances McDormand and her are showing up on every precursor, these are critics groups. They do not they do not matter when it comes yep. to the Academy. And by that token, Sydney Flanagan has done just as well. Yep. So by that token, yeah, she, she would be a lock. Yeah. And I I'm probably slightly generous in having her in my top five. So you you have to sort of take things with a grain of salt. In a normal year, we would be in. November, maybe along the along the timeline. Very, so, yeah, we'd be around Novemberish. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the time where you would start to be like, oh, my predictions should be a little more serious, but you can still kind of go in any direction you want. So, mm-hmm. um, can all three of the women of color get nominated? The answer is yes. Will they? The answer is probably no. not. Just by virtue of, if you do that, then you're saying that. Carrie Mulligan, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, one of those are getting snubbed. And can that happen? Yes. Is it likely? Probably not, but it just depends. Like promising a woman is is a giant X factor. It could it's this year's uncut gems. It's either gonna do very well or end up getting nothing and disappointing a lot of people. Well, th- right. Well, I mean, Joe, I think it's I think it's gonna do a little bit better than uncut gems. Um, I think too. I mean than, I have because it getting- because of its originality and it's and everything and, and it's been a very sort of zeitgeisty talk thing and and that that yeah. movie also very visceral uncut gems uh, and i mean promising one woman is but it's more of the time and, and it speaks to to a lot of people um uh, oh no i don't i don't think it's gonna get shut out right now but. no but it could go i think the film that we could be talking about it more and um i think uh, it was i heard matt neglia over at next best picture sort of compare it to uh, is nightcrawler if if, yes. if uh, on the low yeah. end it gets a screenplay nomination and that's it you know what i mean it generates tons of buzz for the i actors. mean it's a it's a very and, it's a very targeted campaign 
it's really only yeah. going to contend in three categories for picture yeah for screenplay screenplay for actress yeah and i will say and if it gets an anything else in song yeah just because original song is always a mess and you never quite know how that's yeah. gonna fare um and it is a very yeah. memorable soundtrack that's central to the movie so the yeah. the original song will not as memorable the songs are the original songs are not memorable in the same way they could be yeah. sort of a roundabout way of rewarding like yeah nothing really uh, is for sure in that category so it doesn't you know, no you know. i mean that's a that's a whole other thing we can get into so um yeah, so, but we, uh yeah but to answer to answer the question um i don't think all three will get in um but the only way see i i updated my predictions over at uh in session film this past week and and um and right now i have mcdormand winning which is, I know, out on the, the stretch for some people. But uh, I don't think Viola's winning. I think she'd be lucky to get nominated at this point. Um, because I think she's supporting in a, in a lead actress. But she's going to ride the coattails of that movie. Because I think that movie's going to get a ton of nominations. So that's two. Uh, I think Carrie's in as of right now. Because of the buzz around that movie and everything. And a lot of people are talking about it. Um, and then I think right now, even though I haven't seen it. And uh, you uh, will talk about it here in a second, Joey. I think that uh um Audra Day is is in for Billy Holiday because that sort of reminds me of like the um like the even though the buzz might be bad on it or whatever it reminds me of like Harriet's situation where the person's performance outshines the overall film right and they still get in and she might get in for song or or whatever um I think the fifth spot is interesting because the question is can all three of them get in they do, they can, but it goes back to what you were saying, Joey, is that somebody's got to be out in order for the other one to get in, right? I actually think the vulnerable one, based off of the fact that they just dropped on Netflix, you have the LaBeouf controversy, you have the fact that it's going to be a very hard film to watch for a lot of voters. I think Vanessa Kirby could be the one on the outs looking in and Zendaya moves in over her. I actually think that that's, that could be the stretch where they sort of realize, okay, maybe Pieces of the Woman isn't the film that we think it's going to be. Because, I mean, the best case scenario at this point for Pieces of a Woman really is Burston and Kirby, and that's it. And so if that's the case, you know, I think that Kirby is vulnerable because of the fact she doesn't have sort of as much of the industry buzz and love as everybody else and that Zendaya obviously does. And like you said, she's part of the marvel tree she just won an emmy with this exact same director in sam levinson who is you know uh, nepotism uh but still a, a you know an interesting filmmaker uh you have john david washington working opposite her he's a rising star there's a lot of buzz around the film so i think i don't know if it's going to happen i can't say if it is or it isn't but i i would think that if anyone's vulnerable out of the 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 white actresses i guess you could say um i think it's actually kirby and not somebody like mulligan all right here i'll, I'll give you uh, my my order predicted order right now so i i had uh zendaya at 11 and then I had kate winslet at 10 flip flop that for the purpose of this conversation because i think it's there's only 10 contenders realistically for the uh nomination so you have zendaya you have amy adams you have meryl streep you have Andrew Day, you have Sophia Loren, you have Sidney Flanagan, you have Viola Davis, you have Francis McDormand, you have Vanessa Kirby, you have Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan and Kirby have the same issue in they need their nomination to happen, and if they get in, then they're threats to win. But they are um, 
potential snubs. Yeah. Like Norman, but that is the seems thing, that is the thing about yeah. uh, Carrie and in in Francis is they are previous nominees as opposed to Kirby. Yes, I mean, so. uh, Francis McDormand is probably the safest of the lot, just because the movie will be up for all yeah. the right awards. It's it's in the right yeah, position. And then the, I think she's destined like to be number three, three for best picture. You know what I mean? I so. think she's like destined to be number three in the category the entire year. Like probably not going to well, win, yeah. but will show up everywhere. We'll be we'll yeah. be getting a segment of the vote, but we'll, we'll likely not win. I could be wrong. And and listen, I mean, I I Oscars, think I think she's I think she's one right now, but I think it, it's a vulnerable one. I think that she could end up winning by a default because the others really aren't climbing over the top unless promising young woman over performance. That's when I think Carrie could win. Or yes, if the Zendaya train just comes down the way, but I think she's the placeholder for now until we see oh, yeah. the other. I ones mean, break you can through. either, you can either have her as a placeholder or you can pick who you think the younger actress who wins is. And I just, I have Carrie at the moment. Um, Viola Davis seems destined to sort of be number four in the same, like, Oh, she, she or Francis McDormand is the alternative veteran vote someone who has an Oscar and, uh, you know, can move up in the ranks. So I, I kind of think there's a, there's a fifth slot that's open. Mm-hmm. Not that other people can't get snubbed and there'll be surprises. I, I just need to see SAG and that'll more tell me, does Mulligan get, get, does Mulligan get in? Does Kirby get in? And do they go in an unusual direction? Which is to say, do they remember Sidney Flanagan or do they, you know, cite Sophia Loren who hasn't been getting much attention? Or do they go Zendaya or Andre Day? And that'll give me more uh, information. So we're sort of kind of in a holding pattern. So we'll come back to this. Um, Miles or Steve, do you have anything you want to add before we uh, switch uh, topics? Yeah, I want to – just a couple of things I wanted to sort of echo or um, uh, uh, talk about the lineup. Um, Yeah, I think if there's – I agree with you, Joey, that there aren't any locks right now, but I think the closest thing we probably have to one is uh, Frances McDormand. I would be genuinely shocked if she didn't get in. Um, Not necessarily front runner to win, but I I think a nomination is pretty likely. I also probably give Viola Davis a bit stronger of a chance to get in just because you got to imagine that Netflix is going to be pushing Ma Rainey pretty hard for Chadwick, an actor. And so I think mm. she could definitely benefit from sort of riding those coattails. And even if I, I think a win is very unlikely, but I, I expect that she, people will have her in mind enough to nominate her. Um, mm. I, I agree with Ryan with what you were saying with uh, Vanessa Kirby. I think the problem is you've got t- these two Netflix movies that are releasing very late pieces of a woman. Mm-hmm. A lot more people have seen from festivals and such, but you've got mm-hmm. Malcolm and Marie, which, you know, both of those actors are kind of, you know, a bit hotter, a bit more on yeah. fire right now, just from different other projects. And um, whereas pieces of a woman, you have the Shia LaBeouf controversy, you have, you know, the difficult to watch nature of the opening. And I think, if push came to shove between those two movies, I mean, obviously it ultimately depends on what the quality of Malcolm and Marie turns out to be, but assuming it lives up to the hype, I think it has a much better chance of sort of standing out for people. Uh, whereas pieces of a woman, I think Ellen Burstein would still be locked in, but um, I agree. It's her and Kirby are the only real realistic odds for a nomination. And I think Kirby could become vulnerable just because at the end of the day, not enough people will have watched the film for those various reasons. Um, that is that is the concern if uh, if that happens. Exactly. If it, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know whether or not it does. Uh, just because we we I here's the thing. Like, 
if you're an academy member, you're not paying attention yet still. And right. that's yep. That's the yeah, that's the giant X factor in the race is that oh, uh, you know, buzz. Everyone loves the word buzz. The buzz does not matter this year because there is no, no events in which the buzz can be translated. The buzz is on Twitter. And uh, spoiler alert, Academy voters are not on Twitter in that in that yeah. way. Like I, I text with the ones that I that I know. They're not paying attention. They've seen things that they've chosen to see. And that's more so this year than any other year. They're they're going on the Academy screening hub and picking something they're interested in. Or they're getting invited to see things potentially. I, I don't know how the Academy screenings are working right now. But by and large, you're you're, you know, seeking things out that you're intrigued by as opposed to I got an invite to go see this. Okay, I'll go see it. I, you know, I went and saw pieces of a woman. Okay, it was fine. Maybe not for me. But at the, at the event, someone else had already seen Malcolm and Marie, and they tell me I got to go see Malcolm and Marie. So suddenly, that's on my radar when I hadn't even heard of it. You know, that's that's buzz. That's that's the the practical application of buzz. You know, um, as we've spoken about in in, in podcasts prior. Um, Rami Malek has an Oscar because of how he sold Bohemian Rhapsody. That translated into buzz. Academy members talked about, oh, he's so good in it. They're, they were wrong, mind you, but that's how buzz worked. They they told each other, you have to watch this movie, and it and it organically happened. They're not going to Zoom events. So buzz does not translate organically. So as much as you know, you do see patterns emerging – in in the precursor so far on the critic side those are critics right and uh especially this year there is a it seems like you know i can't vouch for it because you know my group critics choice has not voted yet for the real awards um and you know my personal awards as you guys saw were you know reflect my taste but there seems to be an added um preference to spread the love and uh kind of go a little more indie than normal just because you know one there were you know different if not limited options this year and and two you know when you don't have the academy on your mind in the same way you know you do go sort of more towards where your your heart might say so as much as let's say minari for example is doing great with the precursors how many Oscar members know what Minari is or know that it exists? That's that's a completely unknowable question. You know, you could even say that about Nomadland. It's a little less likely because it had high profile festival spots, but yeah. there there's there's definitely Academy voters who are not aware that Nomadland exists. Yeah. They will be when in a know, couple when yeah, when it premieres on VOD or whatever soon. And, yeah, and, and when stuff, the screener but, situation Joe, I, works itself out. I think the I think the one thing you also have to take in consideration when you're talking about uh, Kirby and Davis and Zendaya is the fact that it's all from one studio. We saw it last year with Netflix where they started juggling stuff, especially in Best Actor. Right? They yeah. they had Driver, they had um, Price, they had De Niro, they had Eddie Murphy, and two, and they had a ton of guy. They had a ton people there and they just and they just started going by the wayside and it and clearly wherever the buzz started directing them they went to only get two spots right yeah so well, they don't have the buzz this year to to do that so they exactly. have to either make their own determination or but the spend the money to re- put everyone equally 
but you have to you have to think of it too still and i know that people think i'm crazy but i well, don't think i am and i know that joey's reasons. about to make a joke that yes yes you are crazy but nice. that n- there is still the netflix bias out there and in, there is. and you and you have to take that into consideration they also too you're talking about ma rating pieces of a woman malcolm emory trial of chicago seven uh mank uh what else do they have they have everything so this mm-hmm. idea of that they're going to want to celebrate one entire studio that's not incumbents of the entire film industry at large something's going to fall by the wayside there's going to be a big movie there that we're talking about in all this that's going to just completely get zonked there's not going to get any buzz whatsoever and get nothing and uh so as much as malcolm memory is coming in here and everybody on twitter is going it's it's great and it could compete in all these categories sam levinson's unproven at the oscars it's it's a really small film it was really it's being really rushed out there to the critics quickly um especially for your group joe and it, it may be a critic's darling but at the end of the day it could also just be you know it could just be a movie that shows up too late and and because we've already sort of stapled uh judas and the black messiah as the one that's going to come in and break in so now we're going to say it's yeah. malcolm and well, Marie. it's it's well, a lot this is you know this is a this is another thing in the race by the way i will have seen uh judas by the time we meet next week so we'll get into that next week um the thing about anything that go ahead no, I was about to say, just the thing about any anything that breaks, any new movie that comes out now, um, the the sort of punditry about it is is somewhat due to people being bored. Like, it's January. It was December. You know, these are normally times where we've already kind of shaped the race, and it's whether something can reshape the race. So status quo for, you know, almost six months leads people to proclaim, you know, Malcolm Marie is, is a game changer. I saw that several times tweeted. And, and you know, it's a buzzword. It doesn't matter. Um, in the same way that when I talk about Cherry, you know, there's a, there's a quick rush to say yay or nay and that sort of be the final word because everyone either wants to have something be a big contender they can, they can shake up their predictions with or dismiss it as not a contender and, and sort of move on. So uh, that's where I think you also get the, the, the extra hype, even with Judas and the Black Messiah. And I certainly hope it's great. I, I want it to succeed for Keith. And I'm excited to watch it in a few days. But, you know, how many people are predicting it sight unseen based on a good trailer and the fact that it would be an exciting nominee? And now, you know, a handful of very, very select people who have seen and liked it. So you you, you, you have to kind of remember to con- consider the consider your source and remember where, you know, the, the, the people who are raving are coming from or why they might be raving. It could be that they just love it. But also remember there are reasons why people you know, say the things they say. Um, Steve, say what you got to say. I was just going to say my gut feeling is Mulligan, um, McDormand, and Davis are kind of locks, and I think everything else is open. Yeah, you know, fair. Yeah, you know, of course. I think that's the like nature said, of the year is that we don't, yeah. The, the one that I think could, you know, the, the, the surprise is Zendaya. I think there's a, a good story there. She's really up and coming. She's proven herself with uh, Euphoria to be Someone who's going to be around for a long time, not just a, a, a Disney, you know, uh, product, but a, a true actress, and she's very so versatile. The the one I'd like to see that you know I, I see low on your list is uh, Julia Garner and the Assistant, but I think that's more independent spirit. Yeah, yeah. But I thought she was tremendous. 
she's very good but that yeah that's the the barring surprises that's that's a thinning out race so we'll talk more about uh, the categories in the weeks to come quickly i want to mention uh the two films that i saw so first i'll do cherry and i'll preface by saying i do not believe it's going to get nominated for anything but i did quite i did enjoy it i thought it was pretty good um very divisive reaction to it on uh, on social media it's a it's a very traditional story you've seen before just told in a fairly unique way and uh, tom holland is very very good it's much too long though so that'll be a that'll be a, a hiccup for some but it's a it's an enjoyable Joey, movie what is he is he really did he really transform into neil diamond mm, yeah. spoiler alert this was a this was a joke he test ran we we he we workshopped this earlier and i didn't like it then and i still how was like the it. how yeah, was the, the how was the sort of uh, was there any like teeth sequences or any like uh what did he fit in the outfits you know oh is cherry um, not does, about that no, oh. he does sing "Forever in Blue Jeans." Oh well, that's that's great. That sounds. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I thought the casting I'm, choice I'm of him as Neil Diamond was weird, you know, yeah. for sure. So that was for all you Neil Diamond fans out there. Yeah, yeah. both of you, you go. on the podcast. Both of you. All you, sa- all you saving Silverman fans out there. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're, we're getting <laughs> even more narrow, and uh, yeah, this is why are. Ryan's not getting a Christmas card from Apple. Oh, well. he somehow his, I mean, his hey. iPhone just broke and he doesn't know why. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the visionary directors behind Cherry uh, didn't see that opportunity to make the Neil Diamond biopic. So, mm. I mean, the, they are it, it's interesting <laughs> direction. So yeah. more, more to come when my uh, when my review uh, drops next month. It's a it's a movie I enjoyed. It's not a movie that's an awards contender. So I think uh, Apple no. maybe. uh overestimating what it can do but i i thought it was well done the united states versus billy holiday lee daniels is the united states versus billy holiday unfortunately yes uh, that, I, I didn't <laughs> realize that it was lee daniels that makes me like tangibly less interested in it now exactly right well it's almost like he's got like welcome. that m night shine on him right a little, a little bit when welcome, you hear it's like bit. you're like oh welcome what's that? my reaction What's that and, movie well, with uh, the woman in the water? Oh, who, uh, oh, yeah. who directed that? M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, get that movie out of here. You know, yeah. that's where Welcome. Lee Daniels is right now. Welcome to how I felt about it. Um, Andre <laughs> Day is very good. Here's how I describe it. Um, you guys remember Seaberg two years ago? You don't? All right, cool. That that fits for what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kristen Stewart was excellent in Seaberg, a movie that was thoroughly mediocre. Had she been the same quality in a movie that was 20% better, she probably would have gotten nominated for an Oscar. Um, I think that is where you will find Andre Day in this scenario. She is good. Very good. The movie is mediocre. Uh, it will hold her back. It's a long movie. It's, it's, it's the least interesting version of an interesting story. I, you know, I don't know a ton about Billie Holiday, so I'm, I'm here for learning about how the government kind of like targeted her and, and, and ruined her life. But it's very uh, certain things get a better and the focus is all wrong. Stuff involving her. Pretty well done. Everything involving the FBI. Not well done. Uh, Garrett Hedlund plays like the, the villain of the piece and he's, you know, doing everything but twirling his mustache. And like I'm I'm certainly not <laughs> someone who wants, you know the 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 racist you know government of the uh was it 60s 70s 40s 50s I'm, i don't it's a longer it's that era 
of like anti-civil rights, you know, Hoover's yeah. FBI. I don't necessarily want them portrayed as heroes, obviously, but you know, a little nuance does not hurt. You know, they, they, you know, certainly believed in what they were doing. They're wrong, but they believed in it. And he's, you know, he's a villain. Like they just straight up have him as a villain. And that's yeah. just, it's also not interesting. It's not interesting to me to, to have a, like in a biopic villains don't work as well. You know, I, I, I feel like you, you, you oversimplify when you do that. And yeah. I don't want the simple version of someone's life if I'm going to be watching their life story. Um, that's a small thing. That's just he, he, he shows up throughout the movie to just fuck with her. And it's, it's not enjoyable, that aspect of it. Um, Trevante Rhodes is, yeah. is... Joe, how does it compare? I don't know if you've seen it, but there was the, the documentary about Billie Holiday that came out this year. Um, is the documentary a better route for people to go to sort of, well, obviously for sure, the documentaries are always, I think better than some of these. Yeah. yeah, I have not seen the documentary, but yes, I'm I'm (laughs) not even seeing the, not even seeing the doctor. Like, yes, go watch Um, that. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it, it, it's sort of like, uh, I'll, I'll compare it to the Butler. Yeah, that, that that's it, not it, good. It hits, but, yeah, you know. it hits the marks that you're, yeah, you kind of know it's gonna hit. Expecting, but yeah. yeah, but not in any interesting way. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know that I learned anything about her, and I don't know that how's uh, how's Trevante Rhodes? Fine, he's wasted. Yeah. Um, his character most of the cast, terrible. other than most of the cast, other than Day, wasted. Any, you know. Memorable. Yeah, no, they're 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 wasted. There's 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 infinite amounts of scenes of, of like her and her like band slash like group like talking yeah. and around and it's it's repetitive and just not um not interesting. Like it's not very well written to me. So and, so and what you're saying is Yeah, that was that's what I was about to ask. It's like so you're saying, Joe, that Lee Daniels, we should stop trusting him in our Oscar predictions. And sort of yeah, temper expectations when it comes around. I mean, I was I was ahead of the curve, and well, yeah, you know, I mean, precious, but you know, I well, I, I um, know you were you and I, you and I as well. I mean, like people were like saying, "Oh, be careful about Billy Holiday," and I'm like, "Did y'all not see the Butler?" Like, I mean, also, you know, also beyond that, even if it was good, and listen, people are gonna like it. I'm sure people are gonna yeah. like it. I I don't hate it. I just I was sitting there going, "I wish this was better." Um, and it may just come down to like, I don't particularly care for lead angels direction. Like I don't, I, you know, so maybe, maybe I wanted, you know, the, the, like, I, I, I don't know. I want, I think I wanted something different, but also I think we, we could have gotten better, but to what I was saying before that, um, keep in mind also that Paramount sold this to Hulu and Hulu is not necessarily making that much of a fuss about this. So they also might not be, you know, going to bat for it in the same way that you know they they would have if they if they believed in it as a like major player like hulu is gonna campaign it i'm sure but i don't think if you put a gun to someone's head that they believe they're going to get like seven nominations out of this movie you know they this it's she could get in but it would be sort of a harriet situation in which really you're 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 rewarding kind of a solid performance in substandard work. And we'll see. Maybe once you guys see it, you'll be like, oh, he's wrong and the movie's good. But I I was I was disappointed considering sort of the this is the danger in buzz. Like you had sort of sight unseen buzz of like, ooh, this could be like a thing that upends the race. It's not. I would be very surprised if it does. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not <laughs> mandatory. I, I, well, I, well, I mean, for you know, Joe is like any film in these races I usually watch, and and it took me a while to see Harriet last year, and I finally watched it. And, you know, I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't just like there were other. I mean, somebody like. Lupita Nyong'o and us not getting nominated over somebody like Cynthia oh Revo. God, I know. It's right? like it's like okay, come on now. Like I know you don't like genre, but can you also admit that like these are better performances? And so that's why you know answer the question earlier. I see that sort of trajectory for day and at least some of maybe the production design and stuff behind it joe because mm, you know maybe. it could land that stuff based on just you know pictures and stuff and and sort of every year there's always the damn one picture that comes out right like we've already seen the the picture of uh anna de armas as marilyn monroe it's like okay well we can pencil her in already right for next year yeah so um yeah but uh, andrew dominic and, and uh lee daniels are worlds apart for me well yeah because andrew dominic's a, a very interesting director and lee daniels is is, is, is very commercial and <laughs> oh yes 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 yeah oh well i don't i get excited about an andrew dominic film lee daniels like grown yeah. i mean I'm, it's like yeah. miles reaction was perfect and you're like oh shit you know oh great yeah. it's lee daniels <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> you're like oh boy yeah. and i think it's 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 because he goes so grand with his stuff and what made precious so great one is that he didn't have his hands nearly around that script and two was that it was it was just just focused on this person's life like one person's life it had some supporting characters that were great including monique but it was really that was a grounded movie and you know the butler and billy holiday those are just huge stories and he just has shown he can't handle them and so stop putting him in oscar predictions he's in oscar jail like there are certain people mm -hmm. like you know, you, you know, like you should just stop having like I, I say this a lot with like and this is a college football re reference, everyone. But like Notre Dame football shouldn't be in a college football playoff because they get beat by like 40 points every year. Same thing goes for like Lee Daniels. He's not getting in an Oscar prediction unless he strips everything down to the point in which like we don't even know that it's a Lee Daniels movie until we like the credits start rolling. I stopped paying attention. So you want to strip down Notre Dame football players? And Lee Daniels. <sighs> Yeah. You want Lee Daniels to do that? I mean, sure. Mm. All right. I mean, I mean, go go for it. It's is not what I said at all. Get Miles to direct this film? <laughs> yeah, I God feel damn, like I'm, yeah. here. I was reveling in somebody else finally getting picked on for a change, and now you've drug me back into it. Well, you know who will play. Right, you fine. know who will play I'll, Lee I'll... Daniels in this movie is Kevin Spacey. So there yeah, you go. blackface, mm. perfect. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're really we're really just uh, earmarking Miles's career for success. Yeah, yeah. Miles, you are really screwed, dude. <laughs> like yeah. you better you better like pray or pay Joey a ton of money to get rid of these episodes. Miles, is there I'm any? Just is start there any... using a pseudonym for all my future projects? <laughs> just change your real name and Miles Hughes is just you know. My, my real name will just be destroyed and tarnished forever. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there any here? I'll, I'll do you a favor, Miles. Oh, appreciate. Is there it. any truth? Is there any truth to the rumor that you're uh, going to uh, be using CGI in your next film? <sighs> Why? I heard you were casting Watto. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Abort. I'm not, you're not Abort. Gonna, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. It is a pie off the off the record impression that I can do. I See, can do Watto this was, from the Phantom Menace, but I'm not gonna do it on this show. So Ryan, Ryan threatened to do Watto, so 
I'm not going to do gonna it. Do we got the Neil As Diamond joke instead. So Yeah, I got the Neil yeah, Diamond joke. Neil I'm, Diamond. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I'll do Gollum but if you want me to do know, Gollum, but I'm not going to do... Just I'm know do that somewhere in the world, <laughs> Ryan is able to do a impression of Watto that will get him thrown in jail. <laughs> I think the person who played Watto is actually in jail. So, And George Lucas should be in jail for that. So... You know, I don't think that that's terrible. I mean, people impersonate that. And you're like, uh, what was it? Uh, Griffin over at the Blank Check podcast. He does like a whole show, a comedy show about that. So just like about the water. Show. Yeah, like the water show, I believe is what it's called. I, Go look it up. Okay. It's a real thing. I, I mean, I'm I'm good without the Watto show just because, you know, uh, it's I my, like it's my recommendation of the week, folks. Go out there and listen to that. And uh, no. But yeah, I'm not way to try to set me up and I'm just going to let that Hindenburg fall down. To the ground. Like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan just goes on parlor once in a while and does Watto impressions and, and sees how it, yeah, how it under, plays. Uh, yeah. Find me, find me on parlor at, at awards radar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true, folks. Don't believe that either. God, we we are so going to get in trouble one of these days. Hey, Joey, you want to you want to see if you can find the rails that the show used to be on? <laughs> oh, they 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 left. Uh, they left with 2020. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually looking up now who who played um, Watto, the voice. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Thank God we don't live stream. You said. Right? Oh, my God. Andrew, it was Kevin Spacey. Andrew's- Miles, how did you not tell us? <laughs> Andrew Sucumbe? I don't believe he's in jail. Huh? No. Oh, he should be. <laughs> mm. It's because you want to take over. <laughs> no! God. <laughs> See? See, Miles, that feel better? Marginally. I mean, I rather I rather play Watto than, than be like Kevin Spacey's comeback guy. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Yeah, ways I don't feel like this is quite an even dispersal of abuse here. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like, oh, you can do an impression as opposed to you're directing those videos that come out every Christmas Eve. Right? No, no, no. He's not directing the videos. He's he. Do you not? Okay, do we have to reset? Do you have to, okay. He, no, he, of you who are he, not. He is. <laughs> we he don't is have to directing the videos. Recap my Kevin Spacey sort of <laughs> torment here. You know, we can move on. That's just as viable an option. Mm. Steve's like here going. Videos. I only get told "fuck you" by Andy Samberg. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, everybody, I, I, we've got see... to team up to do a thing for Joey because this can't go on. <laughs> or Steve, yeah, veto- like Steve's I getting off very power. easy. Steve gets off very Steve. easy. Yeah, it's not. It's not really fair. I have veto power, and Steve edits the podcast, so he can just clip out whatever yeah. he doesn't want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have the power. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, definitely yeah. make fun of me as he makes his note, you know, 57 minutes and 35 he's seconds. He's like, oh, well, at minute 122. Yeah, yeah he's like, I just, like, just make sure games. you. He's like, just make sure the audio is clean. You're like, why? No reason. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. So we can we can we can wrap up now, um, though, you know, stay tuned for the further adventures of Spacey and Watto, I guess, is the eventual crossover <laughs> we're moving towards. Uh, I will. D- I don't know if I'll ever do that impression, but sure, you can. You can do that, Joe. You. I'm going to get you an interview with Kevin Spacey where you have to do the interview in the voice of Watto. <laughs> I actually would ask him. Um, so I know you're trying to come back and everything. Um, have you ever thought about doing characters from the Star Wars universe? 
and yeah, you're gonna set him up to do it. Can't and yeah, cancel him immediately so, again. So then I, I think I think we should have you do a Borat style undercover interview, like a crazy person, <laughs> like a John Voight. Oh, you want me or to? A, uh, you want me to get in John or, Voight or a, uh, or a James Woods, where you do the Watto voice, and they think you're just, you <laughs> and know, they think I'm just like a regular old guy. Yeah, yeah, and mm. then we see if we can get the hate to spill out. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, if Miles did that interview, it would be at uh, the hotel room. So let me help you take your mic off, Borat style. Right, Miles? No are, you, are you are you implying that that Miles is Rudy Giuliani in this equation? No, I'm saying that he's Maria Baklova in, in, uh, oh. in that situation. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not a sex pest. I'm just in danger of being assaulted by a sex pest. That's much better. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you do hang out with Kevin Spacey all the time. So that does. I mean, you I feel, would feel very side comfortable. Note, side note, as, as Ryan goes, goes all in on, on Miles. I love that Miles <laughs> calls them sex pests. It's almost cute. Sex pests, like they're like mm, yeah. just you know, like there's like, like a like, like, like there's a sp- like there's a spray yeah. to get rid of them or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just have this pest. vision of like yeah, I have this vision of someone like swatting away you and be like, oh, fresh, <laughs> you know, oh, you sex. It's very like very like fifties. Like every madman was a sex pest. It's like you can do like you sit down <laughs> and like you put a can- and you light the <laughs> candle <laughs> and, and the, <laughs> the sex pests can't come for like six oh, feet around back. you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you for listening to the wanna, awards radar yeah. podcast you can find us on spotify and <laughs> itunes leave us a review speaking of yes we are we are available on all the uh well temporarily before we're clearly taken down we are available <laughs> on all the uh now uh audio platforms so um it's probably a good time to uh, for both of you who are still listening Mentioned that uh, <laughs> we will probably be rewarding those who leave us five star reviews and uh, yeah. details to come on that. But uh, yeah, Miles will you send you an like us, give us five stars. Miles will send you another video of, of his boy. Yeah. <sighs> you're, you're torpedoing our advertising here. <laughs> Just so. kidding, Miles. You know, I love, you know, I love, all love, all oh, love, much Miles. appreciated. I think I'll edit this part toward the front so no one has to hear everything else to, in order to <laughs> hear the part where you say, rate us five stars, because yeah. it seems less well, likely I'll, now. If you somehow Perhaps, think we're worth you know, it after all that. <laughs> all of this. Here's, here's, here's what we'll do. Actually, you know, we can even leave this in because I'm coming up with an idea. We're going to record a commercial for ourselves as soon as we finish this <laughs> that we'll put at the top, you know, to uh, rate us on, on what used to be iTunes and such. So yeah. in the meantime... Now that I have the word sex pest in my head. <laughs> um, words, clearly. I want to believe that there's like a court where like they can charge you with sex pestery, you know, as it just sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the pest a bug? Why can't it just be like a. Uh... I was imagining no, more like a rat right. or like a rabid dog or something like that. Good Lord. Joey mm. transitions us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to define sex pest? No. Uh, no, we can. We can. We can wrap up. Um, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna put the oh god, we're gonna put it at the top where you can uh, listen to us and rate us and and be rewarded for that or penalized for less than five stars because you know I got a mouth to feed here. Um, but as we wrap up, everyone um, say where you can be found, and then um, Ryan mentioned. A couple of films from 2021 you're um, looking forward to, since that's what we talked about last week. And uh, Steve and Miles, you guys can recommend 
something to watch. Okay. So, uh, Miles, go first. All right. Well, uh, I've been Miles Hughes. Uh, for the sake of transparency, I do not have any ongoing communication with Kevin Spacey, just so we can make <laughs> that very clear for the audience at home. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. You can also find me on Instagram at Marvelous Miles, although I never check it. Please check out my short film, American Exorcist. It's on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures. And finally, um, Urban Dictionary defines sex pest as a man <laughs> who gives women unwanted sexual attention. For instance, pulling women's thongs, staring down their top, or telling them lewd jokes. Oh, like the President of the United States. Are there a lot of... Yeah, I was going to say, are there a lot of men who grab women's thongs? There's well, one who does it a lot, but he's got small hands, so he doesn't get a very good grip. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And uh, he's got a, he's like got a whole tape about it. You know, I feel like that post was written in like the early 2000s when the like thong showing above your pants was a thing. Yeah. Like the, yeah. that wave of, uh, of like dressing. Thong song. Yeah. There were yeah, a lot of like the thong song 12 year old boys who must have grabbed it. Yes. <laughs> uh, Urban Dictionary never change. Um, as far as yeah, uh, re- recommendation, um, I'm going to do one that's been on my mind. Um, we haven't really touched on how, you know, there's an attempted terrorist on the coup sea. on the United States earlier this week. Uh, but um, for me, one that I came back to last night, in fact, that uh, I think totally holds up is All the President's Men. Um, oh, just one of the all time all time mm. classic of, of sort of cinematic investigative journalism. It's an absolute must watch if you've never seen it before. And it kind of it's kind of fascinating to see how the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. Well, great done. job, Miles. And I was thankful you didn't say Beyond the Sea. <laughs> it was between the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both both really saved humanity. <laughs> yes, Steve. All right, you can follow me at Film Snork on Twitter, and you can also look for me at, in my uh, burner account on Parlor. Uh, <laughs> Where I find out where all the things that are about to happen are going to happen. If you ever, if you really, mm. you should, you, you have to venture over there before it's gone. No. And read the crazy, oh, you have to, you have to see where the crazy is. And it is out there in the open. It is no longer like secret. Didn't secret. I, didn't I hear that they decided that uh, Mike Pence is one of the secret cabal of pedophile, like lizard people, baby eaters? Yeah, no, because it, he didn't do what it they totally wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah, it totally tracks. I mean, he's got to ask his wife about that before, you know. Mother? Is he is he able to dine alone with a small child, or is he also worried about that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, the logic behind this know, show and all that is falling completely listen, crumbling. Um, Ryan lives in Texas. He gets dominion over yeah. no one. Yeah, I, yeah. It's where all the crazy lives, besides the ones in Florida. I say the ones in Florida are still worse, but every day we're we're trying to inch closer to that goal. You know. Yeah, don't you? Doesn't someone who wants to be? Yeah, like you have Ken Paxton, you get to complain about. Yeah, we get Ken Paxton, we get Ted Cruz, we get you know, um, Greg Abbott. uh, Yeah, that's a Patrick. You're, you're, yeah, your your deck is pretty crazy. You'd be better off with ESPN's Dan Patrick running your state. (laughs) He's not on ESPN. He's on his. uh, He's like on Fox or CBS or something like that. But yes, I agree. He's on Parlor. I'm old. I'm old. We, We get it. Good job, Steve. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Yeah, Dan, the, Steve, you the have a lieutenant governor Dan Patrick does a does a, does a sports show on Parlor, right? <laughs> he's lieutenant he's got to uh, Dan Patrick probably talking about how yeah. the the liberal Longhorns are terrible or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Steve, do you have a recommendation? 
I do, I do. Uh, in the same vein of Miles, um, the importance of the press is covered here in a in a way that I think is quite fascinating. And uh, the uh, collective, the documentary out of Romania, mm, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just watched that. You, you so watch great. that and you realize, man, how much the the fake news, you know, the the constant uh, repeating of fake news, fake news, and how much it hurts us because we can't. Like I said, we go to you go to parlor and you see the crazies out there because they no longer there's no foundation, there's nothing to turn to and say, well, this is who we trust now. They trust no one. So when you once you do that, you destabilize everything. And uh, to see how effective. Uh, the press is to, you know, at least to uh, expose some of the uh, some of the you know, these massive issues going on in in their healthcare and in their in their uh, government is incredible. Especially when, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's it's a news, it's a sports uh, paper or magazine that does so. Um, so it's important, you know. I think it probably would pair really well with the all the president's men. Um, I recommend seeing it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I just watched it this week. And completely forward me. Mm. Scary stuff. Um, you can... Yep. Ryan, um, well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Ryan McQuaid 77, all my wonderful stuff all around the internets. Um, you, uh, I'm going to just do a recommendation real quick, Joe. Sorry. Um, because uh, uh-huh. the has been stuff on my mind. Um, and really, uh, just the, the sort of hypocrisy of what happened last week in terms of the police, uh, not, you know, being forceful, but yet they were forceful all summer long when it was black Lives matter and, and everything going on with George Floyd. And, and, um, so I really thought a lot this week about two films that are 2020 releases, which I thought a lot about mangrove from a small acts, um, film, um, and sort of the hypocrisies that 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 movie shows in the 1970s, um, and how um, the the mangrove knives sort of fought back, and and it's a beautiful film by Steve McQueen, and it uh, is so uh, eerily um, relatable nowadays, and it's and sort of terrible how it's still relatable. And then I also keep thinking about a movie that I I think we're not talking nearly enough for Best Picture because I I think it it plays well to the times and it's premiering this week uh, on Amazon prime. And that's one night in Miami. I've been thinking a lot about the ending, a lot of the conversations in that film um, in terms of where race relations were then and and where they are now. And it's a beautiful film. And um, I hope everybody checks it out on, on Amazon prime Two of my top 20 films of the year. And I absolutely adore them. Um, And then 2021 movies. I mean, Based off of just his rant alone, uh, Mission Impossible uh, 7 is at the top of the list um, because i <laughs> he's trying to save cinema, I guess, um, in Tom Cruise. And I appreciate that, that he's taking this virus because the virus is still going on, folks, uh, more seriously than our politicians are. Uh, and I'm excited to see Dune. I'm excited to see uh, the French Dispatch. Um, I'm really interested to see if Marty can get, um, a turnaround on his, uh, on his film and see if he can get that in towards the end of the year. I'm sure there's a ton of small things. Like I, I, I'm interested in seeing, uh, on Amazon, uh, prime Barry Jenkins's underground railroad, which is television, uh, sort of mini series that he's doing. 
Oh, there's a ton of stuff that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I'm just kind of also looking forward to closing this year out on the Oscar side already, uh, so that we can get towards that. Because by the time the Oscars end, it's going to be April, and we've already had Sundance and South by, and um, so maybe the maybe the, like the Green Knight or One Night and and so is Soho is that the Edgar Wright film? Uh, last, last night, night so and so I, why do i always want to say one night because of one night in miami probably but there's tons of good you stuff Forgot to mention <laughs> you forgot to mention the neil diamond biopic that's true i can't wait yeah. for that from the russo brothers uh they're collecting not to, checks not to be confused with uh last Cheryl. night in miami yeah, which is night. every third bachelorette party <laughs> exactly um but no uh there's a lot to great stuff and and what i always love about every year guys and i don't know if the, maybe this is just me but i always love about the movies that i don't know are being made or like the small indies or the, or the things of that nature that emerge uh like something like a moonlight that we had no idea that what this movie was uh going into the award season and then it becomes you know sort of this little movie that could and i love movies like that so usually my most anticipated film of the year is something that i find and discover throughout the year so uh those are my answers cool um Special uh, note, as you mentioned it, um, I will be covering Sundance and South by, so I look forward to not sleeping. Um, <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Yeah. Though uh, time will tell uh, how how that gets handled because you know virtual and all that. But uh, yeah, you can follow me at Joey Magazine on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Letterbox, probably OnlyFans by the time this goes up. <laughs> and uh, OnlyFans. You know what you have to do over yeah, there, Joe. You know. you know what you have to do. Yeah, I show you my DVD collection. <laughs> Your DVD? Your DVD yeah. collection? I show you my show you my Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Your, ex- your show you uh, your Lord of the Rings extended ex- editions. You know what I mean? No, first of all, it's my extended cut. <laughs> let's be real. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I will wrap up by. Uh, I'm just saying this is nonsense. Um, no. Um, yeah, I, I I recorded an intro last week to address what happened uh, last week, which was obviously um, awful. But uh, yeah, there's there's something to be said for hopefully uh, better days are ahead because, uh, you know, they may have the crazy, but uh, not to rub it in. But we now have the power. Yeah. And uh, that is a... Uh, a not to be forgotten good thing. So anyone who's complaining about like, you know, Oh, the new problem is we have to worry about like what Joe Manchin wants to do. Uh, I would rather worry about Joe Manchin than Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank God for Georgia. Oh yeah. In a weird, in a weird, yeah. I never thought I'd say that in my life. Um, I just hope one day guys that you can say, thank God for Texas. And uh, I think, and I hope that, that's a ways away. I, well, it's sooner than you think, I think so. Yeah, I, if it's next cycle, I would be surprised. But you know, one can hey, dream. You know, um, if that's if that if we reach the time where that is truly what happens, and um, we're we're in good shape. Yeah. So until then, we're gonna we're gonna see. But uh, yeah, no, we. Uh, yeah, so it's certainly a good thing that uh, Georgia went the way it went, and uh, you know what? It only took four years, but. He, uh, he finally did make America great again. The Democrats controlled the House, Senate, and the presidency. Bingo. Nailed yeah, it. So. That'll do, Pig. <laughs> That'll yeah, do. It's definitely what he... It took a while. You know, there's some false starts along the way, but son of a bitch did it. 
<laughs> All right. Remember when he said everyone would be and so exhausted from winning? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't realize. Yeah, no people... one realized he met the Democrats. Yeah, he didn't realize exactly. it was Joe Biden. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm gonna set I, I you guys say, up for the, success. The people on, yeah, yeah. The people on Parlor do seem tired. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm tired right now too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this up so we can do our, our, our shitty commercial. All right. This has been Awards Radar. And if you uh, still listen to us, I question your judgment. See you next week. Take care. Yes. Bye bye.